Thank you, and welcome to this teaching from Today Evangelical Ministries. Today Evangelical Ministries is dedicated to teaching the undiluted truth of God's Word. Here is Dr. Emeka Ozrumba as he brings today's teaching. May the Lord bless you as you listen. So, let's get into right now. Obedience. Ah, yeah, yeah. We're going to deal with obedience because we have done many other things, but in our CD, we don't even have obedience. If you have been reading the book, maybe you have read this, then you follow me along. Okay? Obeying God with everything that you have. There's only one most important test of love of God is obedience. And that is where most people have problem. Can anybody tell me why, why most people have problem in that? Can anybody tell me why that is the most difficult thing for us to do? Mm -mm. There's something that is the same thing with it. And because we don't have it, that's why we're having a problem. What? Love. Let me tell you one thing. Let me tell you one thing. Obedience to the word of God is proportionate to the intensity of the love you have for God. I don't know if you want to say it. I'm sure it's on tape. The obedience you have for God is proportionate to actually the intensity or the level of love you have for God. In other words, the more you obey God, it shows you love God. The more. And this is the biggest problem we have in churches and everywhere. Even among us here. Get it right, including myself. It's the biggest problem. Being able to do what we say. Most of us, our mouth and our heart is different. We say something, but we don't do. We don't obey the situation of God. If everyone would obey in churches, God will not be sending people to go and talk to his people in the churches. But they don't obey the word of God. Now, why didn't they obey the word of God? Because they are imperfect in love. And once they are imperfect in love, you will not obey God as you want to obey. Now, let's get this right now. God said, if you love me, there's only one way to demonstrate that you love me. Is that you obey me. Right? Okay. I'm <laughs> we're coming now. That is John 14, 15. If you love me, obey me. Now, if we turn that around, what, what is God saying? Those who don't love me, disobey me. Okay, let's use another word. Those who disobey me, they hate me. This one is going to make some of you say, wow. It's a very harsh word. Those who disobey me, they hate me. Disobedience means hatred unto God. Why? Because it's an abomination unto God. Disobedience is a rebellion against God. It's an abomination to him. Disobedience challenges God. And that's where we're lacking. He said, those who love me. Some of you may say, did he say that like those who don't obey me, they hate me? Obviously, let's read John. John 14, please. Let's read 21 
and well, 21, then 23 to 24. John 14, 21. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. Mm -hmm. And he who loves me will be loved by my father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Okay, let's stop there, government. He who keeps my commandments, and this is why we have a problem right now, and let me tell you one thing. It's not only you. I had a problem. When the Lord told me, everything I teach you, you must live that life. I thought it was almost impossible to begin to imagine. I'm telling you right now. And you must teach exactly that. Otherwise, I condemn you. I prayed and prayed and prayed. If you have done that, how many of you have locked yourself up praying to God and said, Lord, I can't even do it. And cry until you hear from God. How many of you have done that? I'm not talking about pray one day. How many of you have prayed consistently on this? No matter whatever happens, Lord, if you want to take my life, now I take it. But give me this grace and spirit to obey all you give me to do. How many of you have done it and prayed and non-stop for weeks? Anybody? You guys are looking at me. Has anybody done that? And you wonder why we have problems sometimes. Because it's not our own strength. You see, it's not our own strength. It's God who's going to give you that, which no man can do. There is no man that can tell you right now, that can stand here and say, everything God said, I will do it. I have obeyed it. There is no man. But God said we should be perfect as he is. He also told us that we should be holy also as he is. Knowing fully well, without him we can do nothing. Are you following me now? Then that's why he told us what in Ezekiel what 11 19 to 20 says what Ezekiel 11 19 to 20 mm -hmm. then I will give them one heart and I will put a new spirit within them and take the stony heart out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh why that they may walk in my statutes and keep my judgments and do them. And they shall be my people and I will be their God. I shall be, they will be my people and I shall be their God. I will give them this new spirit. If they truly ask for it and cry for it, and God will give it to you. He said, the only reason why I can give you this spirit is when you have it, then you can do and obey all I tell you to do in one way or the other. That's why Christ was just saying, you see, the demonstration of love it's actually only on obedience. And Christ was just not said for John 14, 31, please. John 14, 31. Mm -hmm. But that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, so I do. Arise, let us go from here. You see, that the world, there's only one way the world will know that I love God. And that's you and I now. Please listen carefully. There's only one way God will know that we love that the world we know we love God. Is that whatever He tells us to do, we do it. If we don't do what God has asked us to do, we don't love God enough. And it's as simple as that. And that's why Christ was saying that those who hate Him, they don't obey Him. Read me verse 23 to 24, please. John 14, 23 to 24. Jesus answered and said to him, 
If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, mm -hmm. and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the words which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. This is as clear as possible. He who does not love me does not keep my word. I'm, I'm trying to tell you right now, if you look at what we're talking about, the love all along, and then you add to disobedience, that's where everything and everything about God, that's it. He who doesn't love me, the way he demonstrates he doesn't love me is through disobedience. Because he does not obey, obey me at all. So God is all about obedience. And nothing more than that. And that's where most of us have problems. We are in the church. We are there every day. We have been all sorts of call out to every name. We've been elder and maybe deacon or uh, reverend or priest or whatever you want to call it. You call it. But as long as you're not obeying God, you don't know him. And as long as you're not obeying what God tells you to do, obviously you don't like God. And that's the situation. You know why? Because whomever you obey, that's the one who's your master. Read me Romans 6, please, 6, 16. The one you do his work is the one who is your God. Romans 6, 16. Do you not know that to whom you, you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one slave whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness? So if I'm doing, if I'm disobeying God, then who is my God then? Satan, Satan, right? If I'm disobeying God, that's now nah, this is very serious. Please let's take it. You may go into one ear now and goes out. But if it is doesn't bury in you that whenever you are disobeying God, there are two contending forces in our life: good and evil. And whichever you choose, that's the way it is. Whoever you obey or do his works, then that's the one who is your master. Where did that come up to? The, remember that I no, we don't have time for that. The, the parable, Christ was talking about two sons. The father went to them and said, look, go to my vineyard and farm and, and do the work there. He said, yes, my father, it is done. In fact, it is already done. Somebody told me this in Nigeria one time. I told him, I said, do this for me. He said, count it. I said, say, count it. I said, eh? count it done. And two months later, I thought I counted it. I counted nothing. No, I, I couldn't be asked my friend he said yes. I said, no, no, I'm I'm serious. This this reminded me about this one. Asked my friend, he said, Yes. You said I should count and I counted the thing, so I counted zero. For two months now, you told me you are going to my village, count it done, it's done. And then I called about two months and nothing has happened. He said, Well, this and this and that. I said, We should have told me to think and worry about this things. But count it done. The son said, It is already done. And he turned around, he didn't go. The father left and he just said, mm -hmm. all right? And then the father went to the other one. The other one said, I don't want to do all these things. All these things, no, I don't care about this. And then he changed his mind and went to the farm. And the Lord said, of the two, who's actually, who did the, the, the father's will? And he said, the one who actually went. Now, where did that come from? Most of us all there, like I told you right now, whether we're a bishop or whatever they are, everybody's there, including the Mekos Rumba. And maybe talking, 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 talking. But you don't do that. You don't live that life. Now, li please listen to me carefully. I am not interested. And God is not interested 
in whatever that has happened to you or your life that have gone before that you have repented and forgotten about before now he opens uh, eyes and brought you in once you are forgiven it's gone but now that you know the truth listen to me carefully now that you know the truth there's no way you can live without obedience and obedience must be implicit what is implicit total absolute right it must be that that is that is the that the trouble somewhere there, right? It must be total and absolute. Otherwise, the person does not love God. Now, why am I saying this? I don't want anyone here. Do you know that some of these people? Let me ask you this. How about some of these uh, white lies? You know that one time I just called someone. Let me tell you this is that's a simple one I'm gonna tell you right now. Pastor Charles, I don't know why this is very cold. Some people are feeling like they are shivering. How about if I call somebody? Let me give you a simple one. I call somebody and said, well, on the phone. And the person told the son, said, tell him I'm not here. Are you lying? Now, but do you know one? There's one thing I want to tell you right now. And that's why it's scared. That there are so many things we do. Contrary to the command of God. But we do them now without, no, without any conscience. When conscience is gone, we are finished. When conscience is gone, the devil has taken over. When we do something, okay, it doesn't matter anymore. In fact, in us, we don't think it matters. Do you know one thing? Let me answer this right now. I don't know. Until your eyes were open and my own eyes were open. Until your eyes were open and my own eyes were open. Did you know that some people who commit do all sorts of things, even adultery? Please listen to me. This is the real of life. That they seem to walk around enjoying it. No, no, please. That don't let me. I'm saying until you are touched or I was touched, okay? That people who are even committing adultery, they were almost enjoying it. The only reason why they turn around and turn back and look is because they're afraid of their wife or husband. No, 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 I'm, I'm trying to tell you right now. Now, do you know one thing? The conscience, when it has left, becomes a problem. Because that's not pricking you and asking you that. This is what you're doing. It's wrong. Now, that's another thing I want to tell you right now. Most of us who go about, maybe we lie. Do not have that is even a lie. We don't count it as anything anymore. You know why? You know what's happening even in America now? Even back home, it's coming to back home now. You see somebody, maybe. How are you? I'm doing okay. What's going on with your life? I live with my boyfriend. Oh, everywhere. Is it not everywhere here? Does it attract any more? Any more attention? You see how a nation and people can allow evil to begin to look good? And the Bible says this, whosoever calls evil good must surely die in it. It has come to that point. I'm not trying to criticize anybody. Please, you, since you and I have been seen, every time, you never see me judge anyone. But I'm trying to give you an example. Where somebody begins to do something and does not have any feeling that what he's doing is wrong, then the devil has completely taken over. And that person is difficult to come back unless you can reject that and move on. Obedience. 
unto God. The knowledge of the truth. You know the Bible said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall do what? The knowledge of the truth is the perfection of what? Obedience. Love and obedience, the two keys. Now, let me say it again. The knowledge, I know the truth. I'm coming now. I know the truth. The truth has set me free. It's because I am also perfect in obedience and implicit. Otherwise, any time I break the rule of law, the God, then I'm serving the devil. Is there is anybody disagreeing with that? Okay, first John 3 8. You can even read up to 10. First John 3 8 to 10. He who sins is of the devil. Mm -hmm. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. In this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. Ah, yeah, yeah. Did we get it? Whoever you do his work, that's the one who's your master. So, if I go ahead and disobey the word of God, the devil is my master. It is as simple as that. You obey the one you love. Now, obedience. Some of you have been just talking about all the giants in front of us, right? Remember I was talking about giants and all the troubles, right? All the difficulties. Mama, they're talking about all the difficulties. You want to catch all the difficulties. You want to defeat all the difficulties. I'm going to show you right now. It's true obedience. There is no other way. Forget about somebody there screaming and saying, you know, spiritual warfare. We're going to fight. What are you fighting? Do you know one thing? I'm going to, before I get to it, I'm going to show you, show you right now. There's something they say in Nigeria, back home, and it is said all over here, that prayer is a charm that I have. Have you? Like, I don't know how to put it. Huh? Yeah, but it's not, okay, that's why I'm using charm. That's the protective, what? The protective charm that I have is prayer. Can you believe such wrong doctrine? Now I'm coming now. Let me tell you your protective cover. Let me tell you the shield. The only way you can put on the full armor of God is through obedience. You can pray. If something is happening to you, listen, please listen. Prayer is wonderful. I'm not saying. He said pray with your season. But to pray without season, without obeying God, you are wasting your time. This is it. I'm just let's let's put it. If I'm wrong, tell me where. Because he told us what in it's not Psalm 66, 18, right? If I consider any iniquity in my heart, it's not going to hear me. Do you know why I'm telling you right now that most of us, you know, want for for love and obedience, these are the fruits of the Spirit of God. They are unchangeable. Nothing can talk. There is no way you can go wrong in love and obedience. But you can go so much wrong, even in prayers. You may say, how? It is there. Even James, we can pray against the will of God. What we are praying is not the will. But we cannot obey God contrary to his will. It's not possible. We are obeying him. And by the way, obedience has no precondition. 
Obedience is obedience. In other words, don't say, well, if this one does this one, I'm going to do this. It does not have any precondition. There is no selective obedience in the first place. Everything God has said is you have to obey. James 3.10 told us what? He said, if you break one of these, you've broken all. And actually, James was perfectly right. If there are one million laws in Texas and you break one, I'm not going to say because you broke only one, you're not going to be a judge. If you break it, you've broken the law. But you see, obedience is actually the only source of miracle. The only source of prosperity. You want to. You think that you think that's what is prosperity is jumping down, shouting prosperity, prosperity. I told you about one was that pastor that I went to the church and they're just going on and going. And the guy got up and said, Well, he was laughing and shouting and clapping. Everybody was happy. He said, This is the Jubilee year, and everybody's going to buy, they're gonna get whatever you want in this life now. This since you've been looking for that thing. Add that, that you know the Lord has now come and answered. It is well with you. You want to build that altar, you will build it. And then the time came for me to preach, and the man said, Okay, the time I said, I said preach what? I said, You just lie to them. You've just been lying to them, and you want me to preach. That's what I'm going to talk about. You're telling people they will do this. It's not going to happen. What has it got to do with the kingdom of God? It has nothing to do with the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is about love and obedience. Follow God. And God said the rest. That's why he gave us what? In Matthew 6, 33, he said what? Seek you first. If we will just do what God has told us to do. Seek first the kingdom and the righteousness of God. All other things. They'll be added unto you. But we don't want to do it. You see? But if you never thought this, what is it, the obedience? If you follow that. You want prosperity? We have gone through Joshua before. We've gone through Joshua 1, right? Why are telling Joshua? Joshua, if this book of the law will never depart from you, that's you obey it, then everything you do will be prosperous and successful. But even in Leviticus 26, because I'm going to close soon so we can get into our prayers. 26, read the whole 3 to 12, please. So, to, to before you read that now so what I'm saying that obedience is what it's not prayers but obedience is what obedience is my, the medicine I have the whatever the charm the cover that I have it's not a shield you want a shield of God if you want a full armor of God it's only through obedience because when you obey God then God is with you when God is with you he closes you with his full armor but if you want to be, go on the knees let me tell you one mistake many people do. When they have run into problem, the first thing they do, you see, follow God, follow God. God says, well, this is the first thing to do. They are into trouble. What they do is that they kneel on the front and start praying, 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 praying. Let me tell you one thing. It's okay. If you want to do it, stay there. Stay there until maybe you, you collapse. But if you will do one simple thing, one simple thing first. Humble yourself first. How do you humble yourself first? Check yourself. Lord, why did I go wrong? I'm sorry. Even fasting, whenever you fast, please, even if at all it is every day you put out one, one prayer topic, let the first prayer topic that you start there, all your fasting, be what? Repentance. Asking God for forgiveness. Because that cleansing, 
when God sees it, it's clean. God can answer you. You know why I was saying that? It's not prayer. It's not prayer that gives you the answers to things. Prayer is wonderful. It's part of the medicine. Please listen to me. But obedience, you know why? Because God said that if I see that individual who has really now humbled himself and placed himself with me, we are now walking together. I said, before even you open your mouth and pray, I come on, this is in the Bible. He said, he said before, which God is telling you that is something that's a priority, that's a first and first that you should do. If you do it, my child, you don't even need to pray. But prayer is something I do every moment and we need to all do it. Please understand me. But what God is doing, this one, if you do it, if I'm with you, he said, before you open your mouth, I would have answered you. In other words, before you even open your mouth and pray. In fact, I will not answer you once. I will answer you seven times. Because I will say, my child is there. You don't need to ask. I'm there. That's why he told me, don't preach prosperity or miracle or healing. These are the things I've given to my children. All they need to do, they bear me, I'll give it to them. You don't need to preach it. So, can we get that Leviticus, please? Leviticus 26 from verse 3. 3 to 12, yes. To 12. If you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and perform them, then I will give you rain in its season. The land shall yield its produce and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. Your threshing shall last till the time of vintage. And the vintage shall last till the time of sowing. You shall eat your bread to the full mm -hmm. and dwell in your land safely. Mm -hmm. I will give peace in the land and you shall lie down and none will make you afraid. I will rid the land of evil beasts and the sword will not go through your land. Wow. You will chase your enemies and they shall fall by the sword before you. Five of you shall chase a hundred, and a hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight. Your enemies shall fall by the sword before you. For I will look on you favorably and make you fruitful, multiply you, and confirm my covenant with you. You shall eat the old harvest mm -hmm. and clear out the old because of the new. I will set my tabernacle among you, and my soul shall not abhor you. I will walk among you and be your God, and you shall be my people. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Oh, Lord. I don't even know that there's anything that God did not pour there. Saying, all you need to do, do what I tell you to do. But I don't want you to read the rest. When you have time, you read the rest. You know, because some of the places like in church, they will tell you the, the sweet thing. And leave the one that's very important. The key thing God is talking about, if you obey me, there is nothing in this world. When we get it, when you get it, my brother says that you will succeed. You will, I'm telling you, success doesn't mean I'm saying million will be in your pocket, but you will never lack. I am telling you, and nothing can overcome you. As long as God is doing it. But he tells us, that, but if you refuse, every other thing it will be opposite. If you refuse, have you seen when you have offended God, even before you could turn around, your shadow is pursuing you. If that has not happened to you, the Spirit of God has not come in. When you offend God, I mean, you're afraid. So scared, I'm telling you. You want to close the door, it's almost like there's something around you. Read us Isaiah, please, 1. 20 to 21.
Isaiah 1, 20 to 21. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has, has spoken. spoken. Let's leave it there. But go to the first, the first, the first. I mean, go to the, the, the verse before that, please. Okay. Verse 19. If you are willing and obedient. If you are willing and obedient, yes. You shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord the has spoken. The mouth of the Lord has spoken it. That is God. And if you look at, okay, you can say, well, this is our Old Testament. But read me first, John, please. 322. There's only one way we get something from God. This is, I'm telling you right now. And if you think you're getting it on your own power, don't worry. Until he takes it away. 1 John 3.22 And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments because and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. That is, that's, this, this will tell you right now. Remember, the, remember the, the famous thing, people will tell you that when you, if you ask, you will receive. You knock. The, that's what God said. I'm going to do it. I'm going to receive my own today and tomorrow. As if you are going to be fighting God to receive it. But it tells you there. You will receive from him. Because we do what? Keep his commandment. There is no one who can stand before you and say, I know God. Except to obey him. If you don't leave God, the word of God, you don't know God. If you live contrary. And you may say, well, where is this coming from? Remember he said, if you are not with me, you are what? You are against me. But that's the only way to know him. First John 2, please. 3 to 4. First John 2, 3 to 4. Now by this we know that mm -hmm. we know him, if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. And the truth is not in him. And that is why, if you see where I made a statement the first time, I said what? I said the knowledge of the truth, to know the truth, I said it's a perfection of obedience. You see where it is? To know the truth is a perfection of it. In other words, he said, there's only one way you can claim I know God. Because God is the truth. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And the way to know him is to obey him. He said, if you don't obey me, you are walking in darkness. And that's why he warned us so seriously. In fact, he told the multitude, he said, well, be careful of these people who go about talking, but not doing. Read me Matthew 23, please. Just one to two. Matthew 23, 1 and 2. Then Jesus spoke to the multitudes and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Therefore, whatever they tell you to, obey, to observe, that observe and do. But do not do according to their works, for they say and do not. For they say do. and do not. That is a big cause when one is actually preaching the gospel or say, it's not a question of preaching. Everybody can preach it. But saying one thing and doing another. Whenever your heart and your mouth are in contradiction, whenever your heart and mouth are in disagreement, whenever they're in conflict, then there are two persons in you. And you better go examine yourself because the person is of the devil. Whenever your mouth and your heart are in conflict, then there's a problem. So how do we obey God? 
How do we obey God? God is spirit. So how do we obey him? Anybody? God is spirit. I have heard your letter. How do we then we obey God? There is nobody who can walk with God and obey him except he is born of him. That's why we all need to change. Whether it is any church, any denomination, if they don't know about what it means to change and become born of God, that becomes a problem. There's something which is a spirit-filled life that can only do this. And nobody else can do it. Otherwise, without this spirit, you always be thinking it's a burden. God, the things that God wants us to do is too heavy. Believe me, if the spirit of God is in you, the things that God wants us to do is the lightest and the easiest thing. It keeps you out of trouble. That's all. That's all God has asked us to do. Keep you out of trouble. It is so light. So obeying God has to be spiritual because God is spiritual. And there's no way anybody can know it or can serve him or even obey him in spirit except the spirit like God. Does that confuse anybody? Read me 1 Corinthians, please. 2, 11 to 14. First Corinthians 2, 11 to 14. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, mm, like, but which the Holy Spirit yeah, teaches, Holy Spirit really comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. He can never know them. Nobody can know how to please God or obey him except it's the spiritual given to him. And to work on it. And that's what we have to work with. But that's something I'm going to do now because 8 o'clock, I said we're going to close so we can do our prayers. We'll continue with obedience as we go on deeper, deeper into it. And some of the mysteries that may be in obedience. But how actually you obey God? Why did God, why did Christ tell the multitude, he said, don't do what the Pharisees are doing? Okay, let's go back to Matthew 23. Everybody's looking at me today. 23. Read from 3 to 4 or 5. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do. Mm -hmm. But do not do according to their works. Mm -hmm. For they say and do not do. Go on. For they bind heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves would not move them with one of their fingers. But all their works... They all their works, please, sorry. Go ahead, let's get from there. For all their works, anybody who is talking and he doesn't do and leave the word of God, what is do, what was he trying to do? They do to be seen by men. To be seen by men. Alright? And we're going to come, that's going to lead us into actually how to obey God without worrying about any human being. If you have not really come to a point where a human being becomes nothing to you, when it comes to God, then you got a way to go. If you're going to be able to obey God and there's still consideration in you about a human being, 
who will be offended and who will not be offended or whom to please. Oh, no, 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 no. You have not come. And that's why I thank God. You see, I don't want to tell you the experience I had even last, last week. Even in church. God is wonderful. Because at least the calling in my life is that I don't look at anybody's face. I go there. I preach, teach whatever God has taught me. Hey, look. The, 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 the pastor may not like it because that's the way it is. It goes with him. But you see, the people who will revolt will be little kids and congregation. Every church I have gone to, I have gone again and again and again, not because of the, 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 the minister. Because people in the congregation say, that's what we want to hear. He said, God goes and does his own work. He said, this people, whatever they do, they do it to be seen. If you, my brother and sister, is still doing anything that for to please any human being or for any human being to see you or to appreciate you or to admire you, you have not started. And that's why he told us, why would you be so? Why did he say, as I have heard, 55, right? Let's say 51, 12 to 13. Isaiah 51, 12 to 13. I, even I, mm -hmm. am he who comforts you. Who are you that you, you should be afraid of a man who will die and mm -hmm. of the son of a man who will be made like grass? And you forget the Lord your maker who stretched out the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth. You have feared continually every day because of the fury of the oppressor when he has prepared to destroy. Okay. And where... Okay, man, yeah, that's how we got some, that's, whatever you do, let me tell you what, we're gonna, that will lead us into the next thing we're going to be talking about. Pray to God before we come again that if you've been doing anything in your life, and that's because you want to please any human being or to look good, and this is what God has told me, he says, tell the people, and not you, I mean, one congregation, he said, quit and stop, that's the same thing, trying to look good, be good. And it starts from here inside and comes out. If you're good inside, it comes out. All right. Anything you do that will please any human being, that means you're not pleasing God. In fact, Paul had it right. Have I not come to please any human being? If I yet please any human being, then I'm no longer the servant of Christ. And all things going. So we're going to get to that point where what do I will do? Do we evaluate it and see? Now, that's one thing I wanted everybody to get. And during the time that I was confined in the house, listen to me. And the Lord told me one thing. If you have read it, maybe you have read it, that book. Never you obey me out of fear. Don't obey God out of fear. Do not fear God. What God is talking about fear is not, oh, because God is going to do this. That's not what he's talking about. The only way to fear God, whatever you do, is to depart from that evil that the person is doing. And that's Proverbs 8.13. The fear of the Lord is to depart from evil. We do things, we fear God in what we do because we want to depart from evil. But we don't do it out of fear. If you do it out of fear, then it is eye service. Are you, are you, do you understand what I'm saying? Then it is eye service. And God knows your heart that it is eye service. And you cannot play God. Because he told us what? He said, where can you hide? I will not know. What's in your heart? You're not going to be able to hide. 
So whatever you do, do it out of love and reverence for his name. And the way to obey God, if now you are spirit of God, a child of God, born of God, pray to God to give you this spirit where you get to the point, where you walk in his word every single day without a thought. If you still like worry about, okay, I'm trying hard, let me have to please God. The spirit of God has not taken over. If the spirit of God has taken over, you are born of God, you become a replica of God, the spirit of God. The spirit of God does not sit down worrying about how he's going to please God. In fact, it becomes his nature. And if you look at that book, I started an example about drinking uh, water. I said, you're taking a cup of water, you want to drink it. None of us ever stops back now and said, well, how am I going to really swallow this water? Because the water has become part of us. We just drink it and move on. That's how obedience. And it's very difficult for anybody to understand what I'm talking about right now. I know you will because you've been here for a long time. Most people outside will not understand it. Because you know why? It is almost impossible to describe a spirit-filled life. Christ could not give something about it. Remember when he told Nicodemus, Nicodemus, in John 3, you must be born again. And he went ahead and told Nicodemus, Nicodemus was worried about it. How can somebody? It's not possible. And he told Nicodemus what? John 3, 3 8, right? John 3, 8. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Okay, let me put this right now. In that book is there. Maybe if I read it, then we are all going along. I, go, I went to the store, or I go to the store right now, and I get there, and I steal something. Not I steal, I saw something beautiful. A very nice, beautiful watch. I don't know if you realize I don't, I don't wear a watch. I don't know. That's what I was told for a long time. Maybe you wonder I was not wearing it. Because I used to wear it every time I look at it and say, oh, one hour, I got to touch somebody right now. But God said, that, that's nonsense you've been doing, you know. Because maybe you are stealing then. If you got to charge everybody every moment, whether you did or not, you're sending bill. Maybe it's wrong. <laughs> when I got to Nigeria, I said, forget about watch. You stand there and just talking to you. But anyway, I get to the store and I steal this beautiful watch. And I walk away. And then I get into my car and I drove off and said, okay. And all of a sudden I remember God. Oh God, my goodness. God will punish me. And I drive back. And I put the article back. Have I stolen? I've stolen. No, not everybody said that. I'm just asking. Because, you see, I took this thing and then I went back and put it back. Have I stolen? I've stolen. The tent. <laughs> okay. All right. I guess you guys are reading that or some of you have had it. But definitely I've told him. If actually I am a child of God, born of God, I would not have done that in the first place. It is the heart that God is touching. Now, let me ask you about the, we could close that, with the C pro quo. C pro quo. Does anyone, have anybody heard about C pro quo? You only got to go do law. I guess what happened. Yeah. Yeah. C pro quo, right? Okay. Okay. C pro quo is Latin. You usually can have it in law when you're writing something. It says, it's pro quo is in law. Where you say that, I can't do this thing until I know what I'm getting from it. 
Okay? That's okay. Let me put it this way. It's like, give me, I give you. The left hand or the right hand wash this one. That's super cool. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Exactly. That's right. But then you see, what I'm talking about this is this. Most of us obey God the same way. I have a relationship right now with like, like my sister who's here. And I'm thinking about, well, he did this. So why would I, why would I, why would I, why would I give that love? After all, he did that. Now I'm going to give you an example. I think I've given this example of the two wonderful people who were the church leaders. The one who was a deacon and the wife was a, a deaconess, right? Sometimes, I don't know where they come from. And then they've been quarreling. Can you believe it? My, my deacon and the deaconess were quarreling for almost 20 years. They came from the northern Nigeria. They came from all over. The pastors, everybody has tried. And yet they were in a church going. And they went to the same church. And you know one thing? When they leave it, they all go separately. They go, they go separately. But still, the church was tolerating them. You know why? Because you see, the ability. This person has ability to do this. Whenever you start looking at ability and serving God, you finish. You look at faithfulness. This person is faithful unto God. A faithful man will be able to do that. But an unfaithful man, what did they tell us in the Bible? An unfaithful man, whoever has an unfaithful man has what? It's like what? He says it's like a, a ginger. You know when you have a tooth that's broken and you start with a ginger in your teeth and it says it's like a joint falling out of place. When you have somebody who's unfaithful. You know why? Somebody who's just able, maybe has a money bag, maybe just rich, maybe whatever it is. That's what their consideration is and that's what's going on in many churches. They are my consideration. Oh Lord, I got to be able to bring that person because I can do for them. You know one thing? The very day trouble comes, the able man will use his ability to destroy the place. But a faithful man, no. He is looking unto God. And that's why Paul said, thrust whatever I have given to you into the hand of the faithful man. And the same Paul said that it is given unto servants to be faithful in any situation. So see, what I'm talking about that these two were fighting and everybody tried to say to them nobody would do it. And one day I got in there and the, the man came to me, I was talking to me. I said, this has been going on for how long? He said, 20 years. And I saw you the other day, walking around and shouting, you are born again. He said, I want to go to, to the devil. He said, no, not to the devil. I said, well, but you've been doing the work of the devil. You and your own wife have been fighting. And in fact, the woman never cooked food, almost like 15 years for him. Can you believe for life? In your life, and when you see them, you think you would think everything was okay. So they came in. I said, "Their wife come." I prayed and said, "Okay, this is this is what the moment." I said, "Look, you know, the problem you are having is that none of you want to follow the way of the Lord. Man is supposed to love your wife, like Christ loves the church." The man stopped. Ma'am, have you been submitting to your husband? He said, you know one thing, I am sick and tired of this submission, submission, submission. <laughs> I'm telling you not this wicked. Because how can I submit a man who is not worth it? Who has been giving me trouble? And the husband got up and said, that's the same thing. There's no way I can give my love to somebody who does not deserve it. You see, they are looking at what they get. What, what did I get out of this? That is a commercial deal. And if I need that one, I can call like a 
Brosago or Pastor Charles, those who are in the finance and the bank. That's a financial commercial deal. Give me this, I give you that. That has nothing to do with God. God is saying, obey to the end. If it will kill you, let me tell you one thing, Ryan. If you have a husband or you have a wife that continuously annoys you and doing something contrary, your job is to continue the way. Ask God to give you the spirit to do that portion God has asked you to do. Even unto the don't worry, whatever the person do. But I know one thing, if you continue, you will win. But if you say, no, because he didn't do this, I'm not going to do this. That's what the children of the world, they do the same thing. So then what's the difference between me and the children of the world? If I think about what I will gain. Love is unconditional. There's a pre no precondition for love. And love and obedience, by the way, are the same. Without love, there cannot be any obedience and vice versa. The Lord will keep you and bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this message from Today Evangelical Ministries. We would love to receive your feedback and stay connected with you. So send us your comments or questions through our website on our Contact Us page or by sending an email to info at tmonline.org. Our web address is tmonline.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. God bless you.